1: WEEI Southern New England Sports Original Welcome
2: back Meter and the coach 401777 1037 is the number we're here until 9 as always on a Sunday morning Josh Pastner, ESPN college basketball analyst former Georgia Tech Memphis coach former John Calipari assistant will join us Josh doing a nice job with us on the ACC Network, and other ESPN outlets. Tim Melsch doing a nice job last night. Tim is Mr. Big 12. He's on again today. You are everywhere, Tim. They travel you around the country. You're global now. And I know during your uh, pregame prep, you probably saw what happened at Wake Forest yesterday. It was just so troubling on so many levels. And again, this is recency bias. This, you're going to hear a lot of people maybe overplay this. but uh it's it was bad with the capital b bad the court's storming at wake forest you and i have both been to this facility Fourteen thousand seats you're right on top of the court it's an older facility lawrence joel coliseum uh they haven't ne- you know haven't beaten duke in a long time i'm all for college fans obviously cut the student body uh getting into it uh, going nuts, that's fine. I've, I've, been, I've been there at BC when they stormed the court. Somehow they haven't had this type of issue. In many places of Providence, they haven't had this type of issue. But Kyle Filipowski, who knows how hurt he is. Duke's best player got hurt because a fan ran into him. It was just mayhem on the court. Uh, you can see many angles of it on social media. It's pretty frightening is what it is. You just need better security, Tim. It was just a failing from the top, probably in the Wake Forest athletic department. They'll be hearing about this. There might be a lawsuit. I heard. Uh, it's it's just it's really off the tracks in in this regard, isn't it?
0: You have to let the other team out first. That's you know the court storming is fine, uh, but you must have a plan to get the other team out of the building first. You have to. That's you know that's the first and foremost. You know, but and. Uh, you know, come on Dukes ranked ninth. This isn't Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. I mean, Dukes. Okay. You know, they're in your league. You want, you beat them, right? Act act like you're supposed to beat them. You know, Wake's got a good team. Steve Forbes runs a good program. You know, they probably will be in the tournament this year. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to knock sense into some of these kids though. You know, they, it's just the cool, they don't even know who they're, who they're beating. And not even watching the game. It is, it's something cool to do, you know. We storm the court. And to your point, that's great. Providence. I mean, I've I've seen the kids on the court. You know, I think when they won the when they won the bit regular season a, a couple of years ago, uh, which is fine, but it was all orderly. They let Creighton get off the court, and they came on and just were jumping around. They weren't steamrolling, running like madmen, like wild animals. You know, it was
2: the guy. A, it was it kind of reminded me of the running of the bulls at Pamplona the yes. way it looked this is the video when I'm watching it again. It literally is that it's it's gentlemen start your engines, gentlemen and ladies start your engines, and here we go. You just hit the nail on the head. This is what every analyst said on ESPN last night that I heard, including Seth Greenberg. You have to have a plan in place to get this get the opposing team. And for that matter, the home team off the court safely, get them off the court. That has to be the protocol. Make sure the Duke's off the court. Make sure at least the majority of the team's off the court. The whole team, for that matter, and then storm the court if you want to do that. That's what you need in place, and they didn't have it.
0: I never saw John Shire so mad. I mean, rightfully so. He, you know, he he saw this going down, and he raced out there. He was hot, and he was hot in the post game too. Yeah. And, you know, but by the way, you know, not that this would have prevented the evening, but it's embarrassing. The ACC doesn't have any policy on this at all. I mean, the one thing that I've learned over the years, we all have, is these conferences all copycat each other, and it, which is fine. You know, you can learn from everybody else and how they do business. But out of the top, you know, the power six in basketball, you know, that includes the Big East, is they're the only conference without a policy. I I couldn't believe that. And but again, I'm not sure that would have prevented it, you know. The kids you you seen schools in the SEC the last couple of weeks all got fined. Uh, I don't know if it was Auburn or Alabama or one of those and they got fined. I think Texas A&M got fined as well. But so I don't know if that prevents it. It's it's more about the having a policy prevent the other team from being injured yeah and And and, as you said your own team as well
2: yeah again watch it it's it's everywhere folks it's uh you're right about shire the duke coach going crazy filipowski looked like he might have torn his acl when it happened it was that i'm sure that i don't know what his the status of his leg right now is but if you don't know who kyle filipowski is he's one of the best players in the conference he's had kind of an up and down year He's going to be a pro uh, and Duke clearly needs him if they want to make a run for anything right now. I think Lenardi has him as a three seed, Uh, you know, and you're right. It's not, here's the thing though. When you beat Duke, you beat North Carolina, it's your game of the year in the ACC. If you're Wake Forest or if you're BC, if you're Clemson, if you're even Syracuse or, you know, you know how that works. Uh, And that's why these, they never, they never sell out that place ever. It's been, I think, it's the first sellout in seven years. The student support there is not great. You, you, the campus, the, the arena is off campus, uh, and that's why it was kind of the perfect storm for this to happen. And you don't have a, and you don't have a plan in place to stifle it.
0: Exactly. I mean, I didn't see it live, but it looked like they stormed as soon as the horn went off. Correct. Because. Filipowski was in the middle, was in center court. He couldn't, even, not only could he could not get off the playing area, out of the playing area and out of the court and into the back, he couldn't even get off the court. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like that he got hit and handshake, the handshake line. And Joe brought up Caitlin Clark. Yeah, she, the same thing with her. It was, she was on the floor when this, she was just trying to get off the floor and she got run over. And yeah, to, to your point, I did see couple weeks ago i was surprised but it was fine when syracuse beat north carolina the kids the students stormed the court there but it was just it was just orderly they were just all hugging each other jumping up and down no one was running wild across the court as soon as the horn ended you know i mean that's that's an issue i mean those guys should be should all be suspended from school or for a while or absolutely shouldn't be able to come, come to any more games. And the you know,
2: one really? kid, yeah, there's one kid that you see on the field. It's like we're analyzing the Zapruder tapes, but there's one kid on the on the court that runs into Filipowski and is taunting him as he's doing it. And that's the kid that clipped Filipowski's leg. That's your kid. That's the kid you make an example of. And you say, hey, by the way, we're going to suspend you for a semester or whatever you want. I don't know if that's doable. Uh, maybe it is. I don't know what the bylaws are. But you're right. Make an example of somebody. That's where you're going to hear a lot of talking heads say in the next 24, 48 hours when this thing is analyzed. But it's, it's shameful what happened. And another good point on your part, it was the buzzer, and it was bang. You and I have called games where fans have gone over the top of our tables. That's frightening. Uh, and you feel like you're going to be stampeded. I haven't had this type of situation when it's just – it felt like there's a little bit – there's a 1-1 one, one Mississippi, 2 Mississippi, 3 Mississippi. It's almost a 10-10 ten, ten count, and then the fans come on. That gives you the time to get the every player off the court. This did not happen in Winston-Salem. 401-777-1037. Dave from Stonington has more on college conduct. Good morning, Dave.
3: Uh, that was disgusting yesterday, and it looked like the running of the bulls. Uh, you know, Filipowski—he he had uh, you know a hundred kids, you know, running right at him. You know, and and one kicked him, and you know, just just totally disgusting. LSU storming the court the other night. You know, they did it in an orderly fashion, and the school gets fined a hundred thousand dollars because that's the rule in the SEC. Now, um, we got the tournaments coming up. The smaller schools, every one of those schools that wins, Northeast Conference or America East, all those fans are going to storm the court. But they do it in a way that it's a different type of way than what I saw yesterday. Um, I got a question for you guys. Uh, Northeast Conference two years ago, you had Wagner playing Bryant at Bryant. And that disgusting thing that happened in that game in the championship game at Bryant. Did anything ever happen with the Northeast conference laying down a suspension?
0: Coach, you were calling that game, if I remember correctly. Yes, we were there that night. And Dave, you asked if anything happened, a suspension for who? Uh,
3: Just a suspension that the uh, Northeast conference uh, levied on the school, you know, for the lack of security.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I think the I think the league uh, it was since this was their championship game, they had their fingerprints on the uh, on the game itself as well. So I think they uh, everyone learned that night. Uh, it's the first time they ever hosted a game like that. I think obviously it's uh, sometimes you live and learn the hard way. Luckily, no one was injured. I don't believe too badly. I, I'm not sure totally of what the, the whole how the whole situation ended. I was just trying to get the heck out of there myself. But I can guarantee you, Bryant's got a great athletic department. Bill Smith's a tremendous AD. I'm sure they've uh, gone over this. If it ever happens again, I mean, they could host a game this year in the America East. You know, they're in, I believe second or third, third place, I believe. They're having a very good oh, yeah. season, so they could host a game again. I'm sure they've, I'm sure they've learned from that evening.
3: I mean, the Southland Conference, after what they did the other night with. Uh or the other day, levering out eight suspensions on Incarnate Word and Texas A&M Commerce. I mean, yep. nobody watches these two teams play unless there's a fight that breaks out in the handshake line. Nobody saw the game. All they saw was that fight that broke out at the end of the game, unfortunately. It wasn't just a um, fight.
2: It was a Brook. It, was, oh, it yeah. was bad. And it was yeah. more than one. <laughs> it, was, it seemed like yeah, four fights was,
3: broke out as they were going back to the, the locker rooms.
2: It was multiple. But, uh, it was it was disgusting. It was uh, Dave, thanks for the call. But one of those things, you know, guys like us, you know, people say, Oh, you're overreacting. You're dramatizing for sports radio folks. Watch the video of the the court storming, watch it. Uh, and tell me what your thoughts are at 401-777-1037. This better not be an indicator of, I think it's just an indicator of Wake Forest, not having the proper security measures in place. And I hope it's that case because it did seem much more uh, voluminous. It seemed like the whole arena was on the court uh, and it was a a tsunami of students. I don't see many 70-year-old guys out there, thankfully. A tsunami of students just kind of just looking like, as I said, running with the Bulls or anything any, any description you want to use, Tim, in terms of uh, day one of uh, suicide drills back in the day, everybody running as hard as they could.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know, you just really hope for the sake of everyone involved, including mainly the individual Kyle Filipowski, that it's not serious, but you know, he had to be helped off. You know, he had, almost like he got clipped from the side, like you said, so it didn't look good at all. And uh, and John Shire probably knew that when he went to into the press conference because he was hot, and you know trainers can make a quick evaluation of things, you know of structure knee structure. So, uh, that's the thing. You know, it's if that's the case, then then this is going to be a story for a while.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why they're talking about. I heard the lawsuit uh, mentioned. Uh, from the Duke perspective, you know, obviously, you, you you know, a lot of people close to you that work at Duke at this hour at 748 on a Sunday morning. They're waking up today and they're thinking, boy, this is uh, what are what are our what do we do to help rectify this situation?
0: Yeah. And the league has got to jump in as well. So let's hope that uh, they can figure that out. You know, meanwhile, Wake Forest is a good win. <laughs> Him last win. night they they really needed that i mean they're on the bubble they're right in that mix last four in first four out steve's forbes went on a tirade earlier in the week saying that uh, we
2: have that we're going to play that coming back after this timeout.
0: Right. there's a <laughs> tease for you meter
2: good radio tease from the coach tim welsh this is meter the coach josh passner at 805 selection sunday three weeks from today you can feel the energy and the anticipation on sports radio, W E E I one Oh three point seven.
1: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.